Today I'm talking with Tori Patson. Tori was a softball player at Alderson Brodus University in West Virginia. She majored in business administration and minored in accounting while she was there, and she was also part of the all-conference team. Me and Tori talk a lot about just mental health in college athletics, the identity crisis after you're done, and and honestly, just how important it is to find your purpose outside of your sport before you graduate. Our conversation gets really good and really interesting. You'll definitely want to listen. So without further ado, I hope you enjoy. Do you want to tell me how you initially got into softball? Like, how did it start? How old were you? Um, I was three. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my dad actually played um, the highest level of men's fastball, and he played in the Worlds and whatever. And then my two older sisters went on softball scholarships as well. And then I kind of just followed path. Yeah. Since I was three, I played. And then, like, since I was probably eight, I knew that my goal was a scholarship, and that's, like, your job, and that's what you need to do. And that's what I did. So what was your scholarship process like? Like, when did you start looking? When did you, like, what all did you do in the recruiting process? So my recruiting process was a little different in the stance of I got injured in my recruiting year. In grade 10 is kind of when I started like, okay, like, let's, let's get seen. And I was fortunate enough that I played on a team that we went to every college showcase going. So I didn't have to do what kids have to do nowadays where they have to take a film and they have to email kid, like uh, coaches and then go on campus and do camps and so on. I didn't have to do that. I was fortunate that I got seen at a showcase tournament, um, but I got seen late and I got seen in grade 11 because in grade 10, I dislocated my shoulder uh, swinging a softball bat. Yikes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I ended up getting seen in grade 11 playing right field. I don't play right field. I play second base. And the coach was like, I like her. She knows the game. And he talked to my coaches. And my coach was like, actually, she's a second baseman. And they're like, well, we need a middle infielder. Will she come for a visit now? And I said, yeah, absolutely. And I went for a visit. And the rest was history. And then it just worked. So I know nowadays because I'm coaching kids and trying to get them seen. It's so like so different, like such a different yeah. world now to get seen. It's not as I mean I know the statistics say like less than one percent to get seen and go play in NCAA, but now I can't even imagine. Like I I don't even know how to get my international kids seen. So you're from Canada, right? Yeah. You still live in Canada? Yeah. Was your college in the states or was that in Canada yeah. also? Yeah. It was no, in, the my college in the states. I went to West Virginia. Um, I went to Alderson Broadus in West Virginia, super small school, okay. E2. Wow. What was that like being so far from home? I feel like West Virginia is so far away from it Canada. Only eight, uh, seven and a bit, so it wasn't awful. Um, it was nice. <laughs> I liked it. I grew up in a really small town, so it was nice to be away from the small town, but unfortunately I went to school that was also small. So it was another small town and it was like going to high school again, mm -hmm. <laughs> but it was awesome. So after you graduated in 2017, right? Yes. So after that, what was that first year like for you? Cause my yeah. first year was rough, but like 2018, how hard was that for you afterwards? Terrible. But I did, I did the cold Turkey. So I was injured and I had to wear a shoulder brace um, after my sophomore year in college. So anyways, I wore that, and then my last game in Tennessee, I hit a line drive with a shortstop, and I was like, that was my last at bat. Great. Anyways, <laughs> besides the point, I took my brace off, threw it out that day, and I was like, done. Like, cleats are hung up. 
I'm done. I can't touch it anymore. If I start to touch it, I'm going to miss it. Like I, I can't, I have to be done. So I came home and I actually didn't do any softball and it was rough that I started to work more to take in that student athlete aspect of being go, go, go all the time. So I've kind of screwed myself over, <laughs> screwed myself over. And now I work five jobs because I just want to be busy all the time. So I did the opposite route and got completely out of it, stopped and it was rough, but I filled my time with working and working out. And I worked out a crazy amount because that was still a way to get goals and still like challenge myself and still be in competition, but just with myself. Um, and then that kind of did a spiral of, well, what am I like, what is your purpose now? Like you don't have softball, like, what is that? And I'm still currently trying to figure that out. And I'm currently like when I coach kids now, I think I started getting back into coaching a year and a bit after, like, I think I took the full year to just be like, I can't do this. And then I hop back into lessons, not coaching, coaching. So I do one-on-ones, um, which helped a lot. But then also like when I went to the ball game to watch them, I couldn't do it. They'd like ask me to come watch me. I'm like, I can't come watch you. And then now I'm finally at a point where I'm like, yeah, absolutely. I just want to be a role model and I want to help kids kind of do what I did. So I'm over the part of like wanting to play and I just want to help kids. But that's what's 2023. That's six years after now. And that's right. no like help by any means. Like I want to be able to help people like recover from being a student athlete. Like, how do you do that? How do you transition into like I did the same thing I like took a year after a year I started coaching which it was just middle school but it was really hard to like watch every single game and just stand at first base yeah. and not be able to do anything it was yeah. tough well that was the worst I did shouldn't say I didn't coach I tried to coach and then I mm -hmm. it lasted three games I was that girl and I was like <laughs> I can't do it because yeah. I was teaching like teaching them and had the same drive that I had in university and these kids were like, Tori, this is a hobby to me. It was a job to you. And I was like, but it's fun. Like you're having fun right now. Like, <laughs> she's like, well, yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm like, I have to teach myself that like winning isn't everything. Like, mm -hmm. and you know, like trying to readjust your mindset in day-to-day -day life now after being a student athlete is really freaking hard. Like people don't, I had a conversation last week with a guy at work and I, he was like, you don't have to win. Like, what do you, like, do you get mad when you lose and like, you don't talk to anybody? And I was like, yeah. And yes. he was like, what do you mean? And he's like, that's ridiculous. Like, that's insane. And I was like, you don't know what it's like to wake up every single day at 5am and go to practice and then have to beat out somebody. You're beating out three to four people every practice. Like you have mm -hmm. to win every single time. And he's like, what? And I was like, every single thing I did, I had to win because that helped me perform. And he's like, every day. Yeah. People that were not athletes have such a different mindset and it's so weird it's to talk to them. I'm like, how do you not have that? Yeah. And I even like, and I feel bad. I talked to actually my boyfriend about this last night about um, winning and losing. And he's like really, really good at losing like like he's yeah, good I'm not. yeah he's competitive he's great like but if he loses like yep yeah. and I'm like I can't play if I'm gonna lose like I will be not fun so we don't compete against each other and then now he's like yeah it's not a great quality we gotta work like work on that and he's like but yeah. I'll teach you and I'm like yeah I know I, I get it and I said I'm so sorry but it's just like people don't 
think of that. Like even being in a relationship and being a partner now, I have to sit there and rethink how I look at games and competition. And cause I'm like, it's not fun. So like when we go bowling, he's like, you need to win. I'm like, yes. And he's like, what? Like, and I was like, no, I have, like, I have to. So it's just trying to like unlearn all of those things that like, that's not really how life works, you know? Yeah. And yes, it helped me get to where I am. Absolutely. I would say like being an athlete helps you with your drive and your ambition and your goals and all that, but it taints how you feel about like yourself because you base your everything off your performance and your results. So I'm like, yeah, how do I do that and work? Like, how do I prove that I did my job right? Yeah. Like that's how I got all of my validation for like all throughout college. So now it's like, I feel like if I'm not winning or not being successful, like I'm nothing. I literally started therapy in September to try to figure it out because I was like, I, I'm not a good friend. I'm not a good partner. I'm not, and like, not in ways that they notice it, but the way my brain worked behind the scenes, I'm like, you're overwhelmed right now. How? Like, that's nothing. And I'm like, well, wait, like, no, that can't happen. So I'm just trying to train my brain. Like, what is normal? Like, what is my schedule supposed to look like? Like I'll come home after eight hours of work and I'll be like, okay, what's next? And my boyfriend will be like, no, sit on the couch and relax. Like that you're done. Like you're, you're done. Yeah. No, I'm not. Like, what do you mean? Like, you still got five more hours. Like, I gotta get stuff. Yeah. And he's like, no. So, how did you like get into weightlifting? Did you like right after college, like jump into it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, but funny, I don't know if. So, where are you from? Where do you live right now? North Carolina. It was very different. Like, I want to talk about the weightlifting before going to college, only because in high school, like, we don't do high school programs like the US. So your Canada, like, um, the way I got seen was my travel ball, but my travel ball also didn't do like weightlifting programs by any means. We did more than like some others. Cause we were like a higher end team. We went in and did some like, um, cardio and that type of stuff and full bodies, but we never, like, I never deadlifted until freshman year. And mm-hmm. I went in and I was looking around and I saw my teammates deadlift in 170 and mind you, I was 105 pounds soaking wet when I got to college. I was like, yeah, I'm going to do that. I did it. Threw my back out. Couldn't walk for a week. First week at college. I'm like, sweet. So now being a coach, I'm like, okay, I'm training you in a weight room before you go to college. So you know what the heck you're doing. And then, yes, when I graduated, I went straight into the weight room. I just didn't stop. And I don't know if that was like a subconscious thing of like, you're no longer playing sports. Like you don't want to lose your athleticism and like keep going but it just kept my drive. So. Yeah. I did the same thing. I kind of like just needed something else to push myself with, but it was really weird going from like, and I'm sure it was the same way for you, but like going from such a team environment to like just being an individual thing. Like what was that like for you? It was, yeah, it was really weird for me, but I started doing workouts at the beginning, like very accessory lifts and like stair stepper and trying to be Mm -hmm. like, the Instagram influencer workouts. And then I was like, I don't freaking like this. I'm still an athlete. Like I need to lift and like, not saying those girls aren't athletes, but I need to do compound lifts and put on muscle. Like that's what I have to do. It's not, I started after college working out to look good. Cause that was the first time that I worked out to look a certain way. Right. Cause we worked out to play ball. Like that's, that's what you did. Mm-hmm. I didn't care how big my legs were. I can run, I can hit like, that's what I did. 
then when I graduated, I was like, well, I want to look this certain way. And I'm, that just like my mindset was so bad around that. Um, and then now I've actually took the last two years to really focus on how to go to the gym properly now and like lift. Yeah. So yeah, it was a hard transition, but it was also, I went the opposite route. I didn't do the same type of workouts that we did in college because I didn't have that team environment. Um, and I did, yeah, very cardio, very small lifts, gross. <laughs> Looking back at it now, I'm like, no, I can't do that. Um, but then I actually went to F45 and did training there. And that kicked in my com- competition again, because you were next to somebody. And during COVID, it was two people in a pod. So you were really competing against somebody. So that was unreal. But also not good because it made me like compete too hard like it right turn it off and then I was killing my body like I was and I was like okay yep can't do that so I checked like stop doing that and then finally again now in the last two years found my balance with how to work out what I need to do and it's just insane that no one talks about that it's insane like when I graduated I was still doing like movements and workouts that were made for a college softball player. And obviously like, like performance based, you know what I mean? And that wasn't necessary after I graduated, but like it took me a really long time to be able to get out of that and just learn what I was actually supposed to do because half the stuff I was doing wasn't even necessary anymore. No, I get that for sure. I just, yeah, I went complete opposite. I went, no, I need to look a certain way and work out to do the Instagram modeling and the influencing and blah, blah. And now I'm like, okay. yeah, balance of what I want with Instagram. Like, yes, I still want to influence, but like, if you think about it, everyone's an influencer. Like, right. you know what I mean? Like I get influenced by buddy down the street because he's got a cool cup. Like everyone mm-hmm. gets influenced. So it's just like, now I got to get to that point of like, what tr- is true to me and what do I want to share about my life? Cause I did take again the last year and a half off of like what I wanted to post and how to show like what I'm going through because I've been struggling with being a student athlete and not knowing who the heck I am. So I'm like, I don't want to post something that's not me. Yeah. Yeah. It's insane. It was the hardest. It's still the hardest transition. I'm still working on it. I'm still trying to find ways to like, if someone is like, before I graduate in May, what do I do? I don't know. What do you, let me come up with something. (laughs) Yeah. Give me a minute. Like what will help you? Yeah. So what year in college or maybe after college, I don't know, but like, did you decide to like go down this career path? Like what was your mindset like career wise while you were in college? What did you think you were going to do? Honestly, and it's so crazy and it hasn't changed. It's just been the way I am is I want to be a CEO. Yeah. I love that. It's always been like, I want to be the top dog wherever I am, which sounds so bad. Like it's good. But again, it's still that little like student athlete mental brain of like, you need to be the best. So you need to be a CEO. So yeah. I'm still working on that, why I want to be the CEO. But I always knew like in, I took business admin with a minor in accounting. So I always knew I was going to be a business girl. I was going to be in corporate and go from there. And then once I grew, I was going to start my own business. So, yeah, and that's what I'm doing. I graduated in May, like May 8th, I think. And I started working May 15th. Like, and I got a career in my field and then I moved my way up. And now when I'm, a, I'm an accounting analyst 
and I do that at another job, but then I also work for myself on the side. So I'm dang girl. Yeah. I'm transitioning into working for myself, but I honestly like, yeah, in college, I was like, yeah, I want to be a business girl. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be the top and I'm going to get there. And then I've kind of, I haven't topped out where I am at all by any means, but it's in a good place to transition to doing my own thing. But I just kind of knew like end goal is still going to be teaching people. Like I want to be a business coach and a softball coach with a whole, not softball coach. It's yeah. Anyways, doing softball. I know what you mean whatever um so I always knew like I want to help people and that's kind of just okay how and then I found how in the last five years but I didn't know in college by any means that I wanted to help people I just knew I wanted to be a business girl and then Mm -hmm. and for the wrong reasons in college absolutely like it was just I'm graduating I'm being the top of everything and keep it moving now in the last five years after graduating and learning who I am and what I like and what I don't like and teaching kids now and seeing kids in sport I'm like okay no I want to adjust this and this is what I want to do so it did take a big time I know for like two to three years I sat there like I have no purpose like what is yeah like I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing anymore because I'm not competing I'm not validating myself to anybody like what I'm supposed to go day to day and no one knows you said you've been out for six years right yeah too many yeah (laughs) um so what would you say like your mental health is now based on when you were in college like I know you said you're in therapy which is great so am I but um compared to how it was when you were 18 19 whatever in college like how has it changed better or worse better now a hundred percent very toxic in college I'm eight hours away from home I can do whatever I want, whenever I want. No one's watching me. No one's whatever. I wasn't a rebellious kid by any means, but I could just do, like, I had that attitude of, like, I don't care what anyone thinks of me. I don't care if I hurt this person. Like, I just didn't care. I was strictly focused on you're getting an education. You're going to be a starter and you're going to be the best of the best. Like, and it was toxic. Like, (laughs) it was really Mm -hmm. gross. Like, looking now at the time, I had a great time. I had an awesome four years of softball. I played. It was great. But now looking at that and talking in therapy of like what my mental state was, I was like, I don't want to be that girl. Like that girl was so toxic in the sense of like winning was everything. Being the best was everything. Like beating people out was the best. Like it just now I'm like, it's not everything. It's not what I need. You know, like that doesn't help me in my interview. Like, when I go to the job interview, they don't ask me like, how'd you hit? Like what were your stats? Yeah. You know, like no one cares. Like, and that's what I try to teach my young kids now is that like, it's an experience and it's awesome and it will help you grow and it will help your ambition and your drive and all of that. I don't like, I won't deny ever, but it's not the be all end all. You need to have something outside of softball nowadays so that you know who you are when you graduate so that you don't go through that slippery slope that I did and you need to know that you are better than your stats like your stats mean nothing like my boss has never in my life asked me hey Tora that game in Ohio did you go two for two or oh four like no one asked that no one cares like genuinely no one yeah. cares and that's the hardest thing to wrap your mind around is that when you're in college and everyone's like Oh, like, how'd you guys do it? Oh, we won. How'd you do? Yeah, I went three for four. I had a double play, blah, blah, blah. 
now like you say that and people are like cool like what is that nobody cares nobody cares like it's not a big deal no one looks at it like it's insane it's insane the amount of pressure we put on ourselves at the time to be the best when like i'm six years out and like i don't talk about the diving play up the middle I had five years ago. I went to a little school too. Mine was D3, so it was tiny. And I feel like that makes it so much worse because then it's like a lot less people and like more people know who you are. And not that I was a big shot by any means, but like you feel like it sometimes. Like we had like a seven game win streak one time and we were on top of the world. And now I'm just like, I'm a nobody. Like, No, I would walk on campus. I'd walk across campus and I'd have my parents in for the weekend. And they'd be like, hey, Canada, what time do you play today? Like it was, and now I walk down the street. And I'm like, eh, I don't know. I have yeah. a career in accounting. That's what I do. Like, you know, like it just doesn't yeah. feel like enough. And that's what I'm trying to work on through therapy is like, how do you feel like enough internally? Because I, I don't, like, I don't feel like I am doing enough. I feel like anytime I get like a promotion or a raise or this or that, like I have to tell everybody because that's what you know, like that's my stat. Like that's my statistic. Yeah. It's where I stand. But it's like, it's not that big of a deal anymore. Like, it, that's yeah, that's not life. I like that you said you try to help kids, like, before they get to college find their purpose. Because I feel like that's where so many of us struggle. It's like, like, I started when I was five. So, like, from five to 21 when I graduated, that was my only purpose. So, I feel like if I would have found something before I went to college, it definitely would have made a difference. A hundred percent. Like, I'm... Yeah very very adamant about it and I like in every lesson like if they get down about a certain hit or whatever like I really try to focus on the mental side of softball now when I teach because I just know how detrimental it can be when you graduate like it's just I have one of my kids going through it right now she's in grade eight she's going to be in grade nine she's getting ready to get recruited and she's like be all end all softball like that is her life and I'm like okay yep get it here for it we'll support it a hundred percent but let's find who we truly are outside of the game. So yeah. we've been working on that together, which is awesome. Yeah. But I love it. It gives me so much joy to yeah. help them. But I'm also like, please just don't end up like me. <laughs> like me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. So she's about to be in ninth grade and you're already like helping her get recruited. Yeah. Are most of them, are you like trying to get them in front of college coaches by like ninth grade? If they have the goal. Yes. Yeah. I feel like grade 10 year, I'm trying to get them like down on a campus and get seen. Um, but grade nice. nine, I want them starting to like film and start thinking about it and reaching out to coaches and like, what area do you want? What, what's realistic to you? Can you play D1? Not many kids are going D1 anymore. Like, can you actually do that from here? Like, let's actually look, oh no, I'm a D2 kid. And let's look at the area that I want to be in. And I teach very much like if kids say to me, a tour, I want to be a teacher okay, well, don't go to the States then because then you can't come back to Canada and be a teacher. You want to be mm-hmm. a lawyer. You want to be a doctor. Don't do it. Like, it's not worth it. Stay here, get your career. Your career at the end of the day means so much more than softball. And that's been kind of what I'm instilling in kids. And like, maybe people are going to be like, that's awful. Let them live their dream. But at the end of the day, how many, like, I know so many kids that went down to school, did the shindig, and then now are still in school. Because they had to mm-hmm. come home and do more schooling to be able to have a career in Canada. So it's just nice to be able to be like, no, I went to school. I made sure my credentials were in both uh, countries. I knew I was going to be in business regardless. Like before even going to college, I knew I'm going to be a business girl. Like I knew from high school, which I'm fortunate. A lot of kids don't know in grade 12 what you want to be, whatever. So you do have that career path change, whatever. It's just not worth ruining 
the rest of 40 years of your life for four years of college softball. Yeah. Agreed for sure. Right. It's not going to be forever. Yeah. And some kids come in and like, I have another girl, she's in grade nine right now. And she's like, Tori, I don't know if I even want to play. I don't even know if I want to go to school. She's like, but I have talent. So like, am I wasting it? And I was like, if you don't want to go, don't go. I said, if you already know ahead of time, like maybe I don't want to go, don't go. It is a job. It is not just go and play. And it would be so freaking cool to play. Like, no, you have to get up at 5 a.m. every day and you are going to bed at 10 and you are with your team 10 hours of those, if not more. And they're like, what? Like, really? And I was like, yeah. And like, so when I'm growing up and like, I talked to girls after graduating and I said, I didn't work growing up. They're like, you're so lucky. And I was like, what do you mean? I'm so lucky. My job was softball. That's why I got a free Mm -hmm. education. Like, that's what I had to do. Like, it wasn't like you're lucky. It was pressure on because your parents are spending all this money to get you seen they can't pay for college. You better get a scholarship. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So yeah, it was just, it's a weird mindset and it's weird to try to tell people or teach people what you went through. They don't get it. They don't get it. You yeah. didn't have a job. You don't That's get it unless you go through it. Yeah. And then yeah. I had, someone had the audacity to say to me, it must be so nice not have to work in college. And I said, excuse me. You're kidding. <laughs> That's a joke, right? Like, haha, jokes on me. And she's like, no, like, that's awesome. And I was like, I woke up every day at 5 a.m. and went to a lift. I then went to team breakfast. I then went home and showered and went to class for four hours. Then I went to team hitting at noon. And then I went to team lunch. Then I went to class. Then I went to practice from four to six. And then I went to team dinner. And then from eight to 10, I had study hall. And then I went to bed. So tell me where I was supposed to work in that. Right. Third shift. Yeah. (laughs) What? You did all that? And I was like, yes. Like, it's not what people think it is. It drives me yeah. insane. It was D2 then, right? If you got yeah. a scholarship. Yeah. If you would have gotten offered a spot on like a powerhouse D1 team, would you have taken it? No. Yeah, same. <laughs> I just love to know everybody's opinion. Nope. Why not? Um, I want to, again, I'm me, want to be the best of the best. So I, yes, it'd be great to like be on a team that's winning, but I want to play. Like, sorry, like I, I know myself enough that I'm not that good. So, yeah, you're taking me because I know the game maybe and I'm fast and could steal a couple bases, but I ain't playing all four years. That's not happening. So I just knew myself well enough that I was like, I need a small school. I need to be a starter and not taking the easy way out, but just it gets me through. Like I knew that I had a shot to play. So that's what I did. Same. I'd much rather go to a smaller school and start than a big school and sit the bench for sure. Yeah. But Some people are just so driven to go D1, and I feel like that's, especially in high school, like, a bunch of people have that D1 mindset and don't realize, like, in 10 years, it's not going to matter if you played D1 or D3, but, like, if you played. That's what you're going to remember. And the craziest part here now, like, I got asked three years ago, I think, one of my grade 11 wanted to go away. And she's like, well, Tori, is it even worth it if I don't go D1? And I was like, what do you mean? It's more worth it if you don't go D1 because you're not going to play. Sorry. Like, it's just not going to happen. They have, mm-hmm. like, you don't have the tools to do that. Like, it would be different if you were a complete stud and you were wanting to, like, you knew you're a starter. Like, you're going to Oklahoma and you're putting your work in yeah. and you got a shot. 
But I'm sorry, you're like Canadian softball isn't the same as American softball. We go down to American tournaments all the time to get better because it's just not the same here. If you don't play good tier one softball here, you're not playing D1 there. And then the parent was like, well, it would just be so cool if she went D1. I was like, cool? Yeah, it's not going to be cool when you're paying 50 grand to get her on the bench. Right. It might look cool. It'll be cool to tell your friends, but that's about it. But like, I'm telling my friends, yeah, I'm going to D1. Oh, cool. How'd you play today? I didn't play. Yeah. What? I don't travel. And I guess maybe that's an awful mindset too that we have of like, you have to play and you have to start. But like, to me, why do it if you're not going to play? What's one thing you could tell or you would tell like a freshman, incoming freshman softball player at the same college you went to, if you had to tell them one thing, what would you tell them? I hate saying this, but it's not that serious. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's not that serious at the end of the day, like freshman year, I cried so much because I was like, I need to be the best. And I like, I just, I couldn't handle, not, I couldn't even handle, I don't even know what I could, I couldn't handle like not knowing if I was going to play and you know, like you just don't know freshman year. You don't know. Like it's a draw of the hat every time because I go to practice. I'm like, okay, I had a really good practice. Am I going to be a starter? Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But then like, I worry so much about it. And it, like, it's not that serious. Like you got three more years after it. A lot of freshmen don't start, you know? And I just didn't ever have that mindset. Like I went in there as like, I need to play every freaking game. And then I stressed. I feel like at 18, you're just... Like, not even thinking about all the time you have left. You're just like, I don't know. 18 was a different world, man. It was crazy. I'm so consumed by the game and being the best. Like, I don't know. I don't know if it's just the student-athlete mindset. Like, I'm really glad that you have the same because I thought I was just, like, psychotic. Like, no. (laughs) Where I'm like, I have to win. I have to start. I have to be the best. Like, there is no other option. Like, but there is. Like, it's okay. Like, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter at all. Yeah. By junior sure. year though, I kind of had that mindset because, like, I finally did. You? Oh yeah, we went through some things at our school that I was like, yeah, softball is not everything, and I actually ended my college like career not having a great relationship with softball because of my college right. experience coaches. Yeah. So it kind of helped a bit, but then made it worse at the same time because I was like, well, this isn't how I remembered it. <laughs> Yeah, I hate that. Mine was weird. I had three different – I graduated a year early, so I was only there for three years. And I had three different head coaches. So I had a different head coach every single year. The first one quit. No way. No way. That's insane. I had eight different coaches. I had a different assistant and head coach every year. That's insane. So, but it might be – it's a trend. We both went to small schools. Yeah. D2, D3. The turnover rate. Trying to keep a coach. Yeah. That's wild. I've never had anybody experience that. But it was hard because, like, every year you're starting over. It was brutal. Freshman year, coach loved me. Obviously, he recruited me. Yeah. And he was too much. Like, he had to go. Like, he. That was how ours was. It was a lot. Yeah. He couldn't keep a team, but he was whatever. He was good, but he was too much. And he never played, which was so weird. He played football. That is weird but anyways he was very good at like the workouts like we were lifting heavy like we were doing we were eating right that type of thing 
Um, but like him coaching females couldn't happen. Um, and then sophomore year, I did get along with my coach, which was good. Um, junior year coach hated me, like hated, like told people I hate PPAC. Like, Oh yeah. It was well known. And what? I, like, I didn't do nothing. <laughs> I didn't do nothing. I just want to play. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so junior year sucked a little bit. Um, and then senior year, awful. Yeah. I don't know if you want to talk about it on here. I can absolutely talk about it, but. If you want to, go ahead. I'd love to hear. I'm curious. Um, my coach was sleeping with my teammate. What? Longer, she can no longer coach in West Virginia at all. Uh, yeah. She was uh, sleeping with one of my teammates. Yeah. There's some stories. Like, honestly, I just don't know what all you want on here. But there, I went through some stuff. My eight years, not my eight years, my four years. <laughs> That's insane. Messing around with one of the catchers and our starting catcher didn't get to start because she was messing around with her. And then her BFF was the second baseman. So that she played, it was insane. How did everybody find out? Like, um, you don't have to tell me if you don't want to. <laughs> no, I can. I absolutely can. Me and my best friend actually scouted it, followed them, got it on video. That's iconic. Wow. Yeah, and then I just, yeah, I was careless my senior year. Like, anything she yeah. said, like, I was not coachable by any means. Like, I yeah, I played, but I just didn't care. I was like, seriously? Like, like they would be doing stuff, and I was like, can you two just stop now so that we can play, or no? Like, yeah. I just, yeah, I was done. And then, like, my exit interview, they were, like, talking, and I threw shots. I recorded it on my phone because I was like, I'm not about to have this go through, and I was like, yeah, it'd be great if you weren't screwing my teammate. Probably would have been a lot better, actually. And she was like, well, no, that didn't. I'm like, no, it did happen. And I have videos of it. So here you go. And she's like, uh, and I was really close with our athletic director, too. So yeah. She's like, um, and I was like, I will be talking to our AD. Like, don't worry. Wow. Yeah. And then she got fired. Yeah. She got fired the following year, though. But because we had four coaches in four years, the AD is like, well, Tor, how can I fire her? And I'm like, what do you mean? How can you fire her? Like, yeah. Uh, but yeah, she ended up getting let go the following year because she ended up sleeping with like four players, I think, in the senior what? year. What? In their senior year. Like the, yeah. Wow. I was not expecting that. That's hilarious. Y'all have more drama than we did. That's, oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. At that point, if that was my senior year, I'd be the same way. Like I would be so fed up. And I was fed up my senior year with what we had going on. But like, I can't imagine that I would like, I, just I really would be like, it's not that serious. So that's why like, literally, I, I just tell everybody like, it's not that serious. Do what you need to do. Get in, get out, get your job done. And like, but at the end of the day, you just get your piece of paper. And I yeah, that's just it tainted kind of college softball on me, obviously, like I'm like, yeah. Like, but honestly, it's happening now in my younger kids and I'm like what and they're like yeah we're dealing with drama like I don't want to play anymore and I was like how we had um our like one of my clients got an email saying she was cut from a team that was really good that was fake some parent sent out emails to kids so that they didn't show up to tryouts yeah to 16 year old girls that's insane so it's I'm so like political nowadays especially like with younger kids, like being 16, like the parents are so involved and make it yeah. so political that makes me disgusted. I hate that. Yeah. And that's why I'm like, I try to get as involved as possible. Like with any lessons I do and everything, like I'm almost too much involved in all my clients' lives, but I'm like, that's not happening. Like we can't have that. Anything else you want to share? 
before we end it? I guess just like my piece of like a advice to people that are doing it because that's kind of my focus now. My focus is trying to get kids seen and know their worth outside of their performance and just knowing that the game is not everything and being six years out I never talk about my softball career anymore and I try to like bring it up more than I should to still try to be like I played I was an athlete but like it doesn't matter and you need to find like what truly you love in this world that's not a game I know like what me what is meaningful to you what wakes you up every day because softball used to wake me up every day and I'm like now what you know so trying to find your inner self that's good I love it agreed I'm two years out and still haven't found it but maybe one day well just like that was never me right like as an athlete I was never like it's okay this is fine do this yeah no, you have to, because like now I'm like, it's not that serious. It's never been that serious. And yeah. no one told me that. No one told me it's okay. You know? Yeah. And I hate being that coach that it's okay if you strike out. But it is. Like genuinely, it is fine. Yeah. The world is not ending. You're it gonna bat a hundred more times. Yeah. Like it just puts a K on the books. That's all it does. Yeah. When I was like in it, that was my like anybody I played with could say this. Like that was my biggest pet peeve when I'd strike out and everybody'd be like, it's okay. It's okay. I'd be like, no, it's not <laughs> like, shut up. <laughs> but now I'm like, it's fine. Like now, it was now teaching it. I'm like, yeah, but guys, like seven out of 10 times, you're gonna not be successful. Three times you're going to be successful. And that's good. Like yeah. that's actually really freaking good. If you sit, hit 300, it's awesome. That's you're doing good. great. And they're like, yeah. huh. I'm like, yeah, you just have to adjust that mindset around it. But I didn't have that either. Like I'm, so I'm very fortunate to be still coaching now. And that's why I am so passionate about coaching. Cause I was like, don't be like me. Do not. Yeah. And I have parents come in, like at a parent come in. I was like, well, she's, she's awful. Like she can't do this. So I was like, pause. Can't say that. Don't say that. Yeah. Don't please that. don't say that. And he's like, well, what? And I was like, nope. Like I am currently going through too much because I've heard that I've been around that you can't say that to a kid and like that yeah that will deteriorate her and she'll not yeah that will mess her up okay I'm sorry so I'm like yeah let's adjust how we speak so I'm even like teaching coaches how to coach sometimes honestly like when I go to teams I'm like whoa can't talk to a female like that pump the brakes but I used to think it was normal like I used to be like yeah absolutely scream at me tell me I'm awful because that's gonna make me better like my teammates literally used to I have film like I screen recorded film where like you can hear all my teammates screaming at me while I was up to bat screaming you suck because that would make me hit better it's so funny it was weird about it now of how toxic that is in day-to-day yeah in the yeah like but like day-to-day life hearing that yeah it's horrible well, you try to hear, like, even waking up every day and, like, the affirmations and stuff. Like, if you told yourself, like, I suck. Let's have yeah. a It's not going to yeah. work. It's not going to work. But we thought, because we had that reverse psychology as a player, yeah, like, let me be better. Yeah. Like, I was asking people to yell at me for three years. It's <laughs> insane. And now I'm trying to, like, fix all of it. It's terrible. I am trying to find that happy balance of, like, you still got to work. Like you still got to like have that yeah. little bit of drive and not like I'm the best and like, it's okay, honey. Like, no, it's not okay. It's not okay to lose a hundred out of a hundred games. It's not what I'm yeah. saying. You know, like it's not okay to go up there and not swing the bat. Like 
so it's trying to find that happy balance of like how do you still enforce that without being like you suck do better yeah a happy medium that's definitely tough storybox audio That was Tori Pattinson, retired softball player from Alderson Brodus University. I love that conversation. It was great. If you're wanting to find Tori on socials, I've linked all of her socials in the episode description, as well as the podcast socials and my socials. Don't forget to leave us a review and follow us on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at former female athlete pod and on TikTok at former female athlete. I will see you guys next Monday with a new guest. Bye. Storybox audio.